Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Guys, I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, I love doing these solo casts. It really allows me to expand on a lot of information and things like that that normally I don't really get to share as far as on social media and stuff like that. You kind of only get snippets. And because I'm really trying to condense and provide the most value in a very small um you only get a certain amount of characters type of space. So this podcast has really been a great opportunity for me to really illuminate some of the areas that kind of get glazed over. So I wanted to dive right in because the thing that I am known most for as a coach is macronutrients, yoga, strength training right? Really combining the spiritual, the physical, the mind, putting it all together in one. And I read an interesting statistic that almost 50% of millennials have been on some specific diet, such as intermittent fasting, paleo, gluten-free, low-carb, Mediterranean, Whole30, high-protein, vegetarian, vegan, uh, a weight loss plan, a some type of cleanse, ketogenic, high-fat, you name it, Half of the people in my generation, so I, I barely make the, the millennial lump, but everybody's dieting, let's be real. And 50% are on a diet pretty much on and off all year long. And with that statistic also goes that there's two thirds of the American population that is still overweight and obese. I've seen it more growing up that... When I was younger, to look at people in high school, early 20s, 30s, um, there wasn't near the amount of weight struggle that I see now as an adult, which where, where did that disconnect happen, right? Where, well, where did we kind of lose that um, healthy relationship with food? And I think first things first, we have become a society that is so obsessed with the quick and I am equally as guilty if you ever ask me if I cook I always say I don't cook I assemble um because I am not someone I don't personally really enjoy the process of cooking I don't enjoy being in the kitchen I don't enjoy like you know tasting all these flavors together and la 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 like that is not my jam but I'm really great at like assembling. So I know like these flavors go really well together. I don't necessarily need to make everything from scratch. You know, um, if something comes with quality ingredients, then absolutely I would rather buy it pre-made. And that is the majority of the population. The difference is we have resorted to things that are so heavily processed as well. So with convenience comes overly processed foods. 
which means it's passed through a lot of hands. It's passed through a lot of processes within the manufacturing of the, that's crazy that you would think manufacturing of food. You can't see my air quotes, but like, how do you manufacture food? You don't, you know? Um, but in our case, this society, you really do. And when our body is overwhelmed with ingredients and I'm going to say chemicals, I don't mean it in a way of like, I think you would think like under the counter chemicals, but we add a lot of things to our food that are not naturally found in food that is grown. Our bodies are designed to break down foods in their purest form, right? So this is where the idea of like the, you know, five ingredients on the label or less, I guess you could call it diet, came from is you're looking to minimize the amount of extra ingredients that you're consuming. So with though that being that two thirds of the population is still overweight, I wanna say not only are we ingesting a lot of manufactured foods instead of grown foods, we are also eating on the run. Everything is a hurry. Um, I really like, this is why I love to travel and things like that. I love to watch other cultures. I love to watch the way that they eat. I like to watch the way that they um, connect and commune together, especially around food. Food is so much more of an experience in other parts of the world. You're sitting down at a meal with family, with friends, and it's not a 45 minute, I want to be seated in 10 minutes. I want to get my food and have eaten within 30 and be out of the restaurant paid in 45 minutes total. 45 minutes is a really short amount of time when you're ingesting large amounts of food. So in America, our, our uh, portions are also quite large. So that being said, that's shoving a lot of, of food inside of your gut in a very short amount of time. There's a lot of extra stress created on the body to move through it. Um, I think we are also becoming a culture that everything has to taste delicious. Part of that is, here's the catch 22. When you eat a lot of processed foods, you actually begin to dull and numb your taste buds. So the way that you experience foods, this also happens when you eat quickly, you don't actually experience the food. You chew it up, but you're not particularly focused on any of the flavors. You swallow it, you're just eating to eat, right? Well, when you eat a lot of processed foods, a lot of the preservatives and different additives that are in the foods that help it last longer also do things like numb your taste buds. So you are less sensitive and observe less of the flavors in your mouth. Now, all digestion and things like that actually begin in the mouth. So when we are eating so quickly and such highly processed foods, we're not actually giving our body the chance to experience the food at all, which leads to that you don't have feelings of satiation. So that means satiation is when you, it's feeling the feelings of full, lots of feelings. <laughs> um, but it's when you've eaten and your body recognizes I am full. It's when you start to feel full, right? You're no longer hungry. Um, you 
you're, that has gone away, you're starting to feel full and you don't have that desire anymore. But when our taste buds are numb, we're not actually able to experience the food in that way. So a lot of times our satiation is delayed. So then we eat more because we don't recognize that we are full as quickly. So that is, I think that's point number two, three, who knows, I'm on, I'm on a roll. Um, and my last point is that, w- that we have this idea, again, that everything, oh, so that everything needs to taste good, right? So we as humans want to lean into the good feelings always, right? Like we want to be happy. We want to be at peace. We want to be joyful. We, um, we want to experience ease. We want to experience abundance. And our nature is to shy away from anything that's uncomfortable initially. Well, the problem is because we've eaten all the processed foods, we can't taste the foods. We need more additives, more spices, more flavoring, more, 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 more in order to taste. In order to really experience our foods, we're having to manipulate them to really experience them again. When really, if we would simplify our diet and include less processed foods to begin with, we would actually be able to begin that process a lot earlier on in your eating experience. There's this beautiful thing that happens. And I think um, I was taught this when I went through yoga teacher training. The experience of food can be one of so much pleasure, even if it's not necessarily your favorite food. But I always like to start with my favorite food. Um, or something that I already really like, so I can really begin to experience it in my mouth. So um, they, in yoga teacher training, it was called a yoga meal, but it's basically like mindful eating. You're becoming more aware of the eating experience and the food experience and using it less as a fuel. So less as like, I'm just eating to eat. So for a yoga meal, what you're doing is you prepare your plate, less is more, um, you can always go back for seconds. So, you know, a little bit, I always usually like to do a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbs, a little bit of fats. They all serve a different purpose for your body. So eliminating any one thing to me is just difficult, A, unnecessary, and actually leads to problems down the road, leads to binge eating, leads to inconsistency, leads to bad habits. That's a whole nother podcast, but so I like to do a little bit of everything. And then what you're going to do is you're actually going to sit down, you know, at a table and chairs. That's what they design dining rooms for. I know a lot of you have just cruised right through the dining room and onto the couch. No, no, no. Sit down at a table where you can place the plate in front of you that you're not holding it with your hands and in your lap and shoveled right up to your chin, right? Or if you're pregnant, how you would you know, put the bowl of cereal on your belly. So we're getting a table, okay? (laughs) And you put in one bite of food into your mouth. You put the fork down, you completely chew your food. 
there is an experience that then begins to happen within the mouth where you begin to taste flavors. You begin to really enjoy kind of this dance that's happening along your tongue as you're actually engulfed in the experience of just eating. Remember, uh, we as human beings, we really want to lean into the pleasure. This creates pleasure in the small moments. It allows you to become more mindful and present just while you're eating. You don't have to meditate and do all these crazy things. Part of doing all that is to develop a practice of becoming present. And you can do it with eating. And I don't know about you, but I would really like to enjoy my eating all the time. <laughs> so after you take a bite, you're chewing it, you're beginning your experience. You put the fork down. So you're not already anticipating the next moment, right? This is so like in life and everything else. We're always anticipating what's happening next. You don't. You put the fork down and you just enjoy the bite. That one bite that you have in your mouth, really feeling all the flavors, experiencing what it is for what it is at that moment, releasing the expectation of what's to come, right? So once you've completely chewed, swallowed, then you pick up back up the fork, then you put a bite in your mouth and you have that experience all over again until you're completely full. Now during this yoga meal, they really advise you don't talk because again, if I'm tr talking or I'm driving or I'm doing anything else, I'm really taking away from the experience of my food. Um, so there's no, there's no distractions within the moment. You're not, your attention isn't being pulled other places. You're really at, able to be present with what's happening within your body at that moment, especially like within your mouth. And then you'll begin to notice after a few bites, because you're actually taking the time to release enough saliva to actively start the digestion, you begin to feel fuller more quickly. It's signaling there's these this mass amount of chemical exchanges that are happening already within the body. As soon as you smell the food, as soon as you think about food, you can think about a certain food and your mouth begins to salivate. I know when I, we just started talking about, oh, I'd really like to do this yoga meal taste testing experience with my favorite food. I automatically thought of dark chocolate. It is my weakness. And my, my mouth began to salivate. That is the first step in digestion is literally just thinking about your food. Crazy, right? So you experience the whole meal. Try, I like to do this. Honestly, it's easiest for me with breakfast when kind of nobody's around or, or something like that. But sometimes I even do it with like my snack. Uh, I have a, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I usually have a, like a nighttime snack. <laughs> so I eat dinner, but I always make sure to leave a little extra. I like to, once my kids go to bed, really like either sit and read or watch TV or something, something where I can just relax and I'll usually have a little snack. Even watching TV or something like that is a distraction. So for me, I feel like I do this most while I'm reading, even though I'm reading it's something that I'm, I'm being very present. So it's easy for me to still be mindful of my food. So you experience all of your food on your plate. And then what do you do, right? Then you wait. <laughs> Before going back for that second helping of food, you sit, you let it digest, you let all of the bile and things like that in the stomach, the digestive juices begin to do their work. Let them begin to assimilate the fats and the carbs and the proteins and start to 
create those chemical exchanges that are happening within the body that make you feel full. A lot of times once you wait a few minutes, A, you either forget that you're really hungry because you're not hungry. You just want more because it was a pleasurable experience, but you don't need more. This is part of it. The two thirds of the population that's overweight and obese is because there is no self-restraint. You can't just experience something good and enjoy it for what it is. There's always this need to go back for more. This is why we struggle with binge eating. This is why I have a really hard time when I read the statistics of 50% of millennials. That means people in their you know, late teens, 20s, early 30s are constantly on a diet of cutting food out. You know what happens when you cut groups of food out, such as carbs or fats? Your body is throws all of the, the chemical balances that it's trying to maintain within your body, it throws it off. And so then you have a really hard time sticking to those things. So most people develop some type of binge tendencies where then they don't feel like they have control because for so long they were told no, 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 no. And their body's like, you need that. Excuse me, still need fats. Excuse me, still need carbs. Like that, there's a reason why we need all of these three macronutrients, okay? They all serve a different function. So then we have all these binge tendencies on the, ops, on the opposite swing, right? So we cut, cut, cut and swing way to one side and now we typically swing way to the other side at some point. There's always this like cheat day that all of a sudden what your body forgets how, that, how to function and, and process calories and it's just gonna magically not do anything to your body because you deem it a cheat day. That's not how it works, guys. All of these, these functions of the body still happen even though your mind is like, hey, I wanna pretend these calories don't count. It's not how it works. So then we have the opposite swing where we develop either unhealthy relationships with food, unhealthy relationships with our bodies, and there's a lot of self-hate talk, there's a lot of binging, there's a lot of negative emotions then attached to food, all because there was this extreme restriction. So instead of experiencing just the food for what it is, you enjoyed that meal, you enjoyed that moment, you enjoyed those times, like just sitting down, whether you cook the meal or whatever you did to prepare it, and you just enjoyed the food, there's this need to go back for more. Because what happens is for so long, you maybe cut off carbs or fats or, you know, whatever it was. And now you feel the need to swing the other direction because you're like, ooh, I'm going to have a second helping because I don't know when I'm going to have these egg whites again. Or, or I don't know when I'm, I'm going to be able to have cheese again. You know, today's my cheat day. Tomorrow, no cheese. My body is, you know, my body is then back in it with me tomorrow. Today, it's forgetting what it's doing. Tomorrow, we're back on it. That's just not how it works. We want to really overcomplicate the process, but really, I think a lot of the processes are flawed as far as what's put out there into society to work. Our bodies want to restore the balance constantly on its own which is why it swings you the other direction when you pull too far one way. So instead, because the reason I do macro counting is not because I'm like, hey, let's do this to lose weight. Yes, that's a benefit. But it allows you to experience food and begin to experience vegetables, fruits, things that are in their most 
natural state and actually experience the food, enjoy the food, see how it makes you feel without all the guilt that's attached to it. There is no right or wrong. When you count macros, there's not, you know, um, there, it's not, I'm not, there's no deeming a certain macronutrient as bad, right? They all serve their purpose. They're all honored in the purpose and they're just monitored. And then what I do in my coaching, because it is energetic based, is we really pay attention to how food makes you feel, your digestion afterwards, your energy levels. Um, do you feel guilt around certain types of foods? Do you feel you know, good around certain types of food? Or do, does it hit that pleasure point for you quite quickly? Do you feel obligated to eat certain foods? Like, you know, you were for so long on a clean eating diet and, you know, you're like, listen, if I have to look at another asparagus, I'm going to shove that asparagus where the sun don't shine. Well, if that's how you feel about asparagus, great. We don't have to eat asparagus. Yes, it has lots of health benefits, but there's plenty of other vegetables out there that we can, you know, get into that we don't have to have asparagus every day for, you know, two or three meals. It's not necessary. The macro counting gives you back the power to create choices that for the change that you want, not the change that you feel obligated to make. I, I'm currently trying to implement a lot more plant-based foods because I recognize the more that I've paid attention to how foods make me feel, a minimally processed, more plant-based, um, more on the vegetarian side of eating works better for my body. I feel better. Now, guys, you know how I feel about donuts. You know how I feel about cookies. Like I openly share that I enjoy those things. I enjoy dark chocolate. Does that mean I cut those things out completely? No, I don't. But I also don't have four donuts. We go to the donut shop, I get one donut. And I enjoy that donut and I walk away and that is it. That is the end of it. The donut store will be there tomorrow. I can always go get another one if I really want another one. But there's not this judgment placed on any foods. It allows me to be more free in my eating. I'm not limited by a certain category. I am allowed to choose foods that make me feel good. And I think if we all implemented more processes that acknowledge the highest version of our operating system, right? So like there's no bloating or gas or um, constipation. There's no acid reflux. Your energy levels are high. You don't feel like you need to take a nap afterwards. It doesn't give you acne. If these types of things are happening when you're eating foods, there's clearly a disconnect between your body and the food that you're putting in it. There's something that is not processing well in your body. If you took a step back and said, okay, how do I feel after the meals? That's why if you slow down those meals, you eliminate all of the extra, you know, additives and preservatives and all those things. You're actually able to see, okay, what does make me feel good? What fuels me best? What doesn't? And the few times that you may, you know, you're like, listen, once a week, I, I have got to go to Taco Bell. Great. If that is your weakness and you want to go to Taco Bell once a week, you know, if you macro count it, you, you can fit it in. 
A, so it releases the guilt of like, this is good, this is bad. Yes, it's processed. Yes, it's probably not the healthiest. But your mind doesn't go to a place of judgment and self-hatred around what you're putting in your body. If you know that it does not digest well and you are willing to take those consequences for your health and for your digestive system, then that's radical self, self-responsibility. You're taking responsibility for what you're putting in your body. So if you choose that, then that is fine. I think if we just took a lot more responsibility and became a lot more present for what was going on in the moment, it would seriously shift our perspective and our relationships with not only food, but with our bodies. Because what happens is when we eat, there is a, like that, like this feels good. I enjoy this, da, da, da. But then when it doesn't feel good as it's digesting, all of a sudden that shifts, right? This tastes so good. This tastes so good. This doesn't feel so good. I don't feel so good. Oh my God, I'm so bloated. I got to unbutton my pants and da, 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 da. I'm going to be in the bathroom for the rest of the night. Oh no, like we can't get fresh tonight. Like don't, don't come too close. You know, then there's this, why did I eat that? This made me feel terrible. I'm such a slob. I can't believe I would do this. Like there's, then it swings again, the opposite direction. By counting your macros so that you are radically responsible for yourself and by observing how food makes you feel and slowing down and simplifying the process of eating, just doing those things can make a huge difference in your experience of food, can make a huge difference in the relationship with your body. And I feel like saying no to a second helping because you're actually full, yes, it tasted good, but you're actually just enjoying your food is something that most people do not have. And I feel like it gives you great power and makes you feel empowered in your own body to where you're no longer controlled by a food or a diet or some type of external influence. You're able to make choices that are good for you, for your body, for your lifestyle, and release any judgment that's associated with food with your body and really just appreciate exactly how your body shows up for you every single day because you're continuing to be responsible for the choices that you're making of the food that you're eating. So I, I think, you know, macronutrients got a lot of buzz, especially when I was um, actively competing in the bodybuilding world um, because it gave bodybuilders a freedom that had never been really shown before in food choices. When you competed, it was a lot of chicken, tilapia, asparagus, rice, <laughs> protein shakes, Greek yogurt, the end. Literally, that was, and sweet potatoes. I forgot sweet potatoes. Um, that was one of the first meal programs that I was on was very, very similar to that. Um, I actually th- pretty sure that that's all that, oh, and I got to have like fruit, like blueberries every once in a while. It was like, oh, yay me. Um, but it gained the popularity there because of the extreme restriction. And then it went extreme the other way of like, how many fucking donuts can I fit in in one sitting and still have my macronutrients? Um, but what I've learned, the greatest takeaway that I've gotten from it, and which is why I'm so adamant about sharing it with you guys in order for you guys to feel more empowered in your own bodies, is it taught me to be so aware of 
how foods make me feel without judging what the food is. It, the reality is, yes, your body processes different carbs differently, but the, cal- the caloric value is the same, whether it's bread, whether it's sweet potato, whether it's rice, whether it's crackers, whether it's fruit. The caloric value, the thermogenic process that happens within your body that, cre- that shifts food from a solid form into energy is the same, no matter what kind of carb you eat. Now, it may process faster, slower, fiber, all of these things play a part, but calorie-wise, it's the same. And when I realized that certain foods made me feel good and made me feel fuller longer and gave me more energy, those are the foods that I continue to choose. And guess what, guys? It's not always the donut. The treats like that become few and further in between when you realize the other food makes you feel so much better. You're able to really experience then all of your foods, taste all of your foods with higher like resilience in your mouth, which is so amazing. I never realized how eating such a processed diet had really robbed me of experiencing food for what it was. So I hope you guys have taken away at least something, especially going into the holidays. There's so many treats. Try the yoga meal with some of your treats, Um, you know, sitting down and just really enjoying those bites, savoring those flavors. Try that. I think you'll be really, really surprised at how you don't feel the need to maybe necessarily go back for seconds, how you really feel like you enjoyed it and you felt like you ate a lot more because you took a little bit more time to actually experience that. I would love to hear what your biggest takeaway was. Like, were there certain things that you didn't know about? Were you surprised by the statistics? Take a screenshot of your, you listening to this episode. Tag me at Shalane Carter on Instagram. You can tag the podcast at Eat, Pray, Slay podcast on Instagram. And let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Was there anything that really jumped out of you? at you that was surprising or things that you're going to maybe implement in your life. As always, if you have any questions about any of these things, you can always feel free to email me, DM me, or you can always join my private Facebook group, Eat, Pray, Slay Collective. That's where I do all of my free trainings. And if you're wanting more free information. So again, catch me over on the gram at Shalane Carter. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your year. We're finishing up here, so finish strong. Release the guilt around food. Really enjoy your food this holiday season. Cheers, guys. Mm -hmm.